Welcome to the Culture Builders podcast channel, looking at how individual and team performance builds strong cultures. Hosted by Jane Sparrow and Chris Preston. You are listening to a deep dive episode. Hello and welcome to today's podcast, all around the topic of appreciation. I'm Jane Sparrow, author and founder at The Culture Builders, and I'm here today with my great head of consulting colleague, Tyson Matheson. Hello, very pleased to be here. So very simple topic that we're talking about, but very, I think, impactful topic, Jane. So very excited to talk uh, with you through today about appreciation. It's like a stream of energy that you give people that helps them be happier, healthier and more productive. That's what my colleague says anyway. And actually, I love that description because I can then kind of visualise what this is doing if we are appreciating others on a regular basis. And of course, the reason we're talking about it is because it is a critical component of being a great leader or actually just a great colleague and human being, because our fundamental need as humans is to feel valued. If we don't feel valued and therefore appreciated, it really, really impacts our self-esteem, therefore our productivity and our motivation. And so really critical for us to never underestimate the power of appreciation. If we're not feeling valued, we're very easily tipped into the red, Many of you will know our metaphor around the bank of me, that we do things every day that put us in the red or keep us in the black. And we need to make sure that we are giving enough appreciation on a regular basis to keep us in the black, to keep us happy and healthy. That is so true. And appreciation, I think if if, if it's not there, leads to some very big decisions. Uh, For me, for example, uh, I left an organization because I felt that I wasn't valued for my contributions because I received no feedback. So it wasn't until I decided to make the decision to leave and and, and announce it. That's when my leaders, you know, stepped up and said, oh, my goodness, we had no idea. We had these big plans for you. But I didn't know that uh, that was even in the works because very little appreciation or feedback was given to me for doing a job kind of well done that the what I was doing was landing really well and apparently I'm not alone in my decision making on that so Glassdoor has recently reported that up to 63 percent of employees who feel recognized are unlikely to look for a new job which is a huge stat if you think of it because again appreciation being you know very simple kind of act it feels like can have lead to you know, major consequences and major decisions being made. And therefore, if you're looking to retain great people, then appreciation is one tool that you've got in your metaphorical backpack. And are you using it enough? It would be the challenge that I would give people listening today. Absolutely. So when we talk about appreciation, you know, it means different things to different people. But really what we're saying is you matter. You matter. I've noticed you and I value you. And that is the fundamental here. But there's lots of ways that we can talk about it. There's lots of ways that we can exercise this muscle. One of the the, the books I have always really enjoyed and used as inspiration is The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. 
And I've used it in many, many forms in my life, but was really overjoyed when I was talking to a client the other day that told me he was using it with his teenage daughter to help her through some difficulties in her wider life, but that it was really helping her in those and and overcoming them and had brought a lot to their family as well by understanding the languages of love. Now, I am using that here in a different context, and that's the languages of appreciation, because it's inspired me to think about appreciation and kind of categorise it in different ways. And there are five languages of appreciation. So I'm wondering whether we should unpick them a bit for those listening, Ty. That's a great idea, Jane. So the first one is words of affirmation. How about you take us through, Jane, and, and let us know what does that exactly mean? I love words of affirmation because to me, it's a way of expressing ourselves and expressing that appreciation in a way that can change somebody's world very quickly. So we have a saying, which is words make worlds. And those words that we use and the way that we give them can really help people feel uh, an incredible sense of achievement and purpose and the fact that they matter. Now, I used to have a someone I worked with that would, on a Friday, pop a post-it note on different people's screens with just a few words about what they'd appreciated from them that week or a specific maybe after a meeting of, you know, thank you when you did that, that really made a difference. And very, very simple, but using words to just really affirm what people are doing is a great language of appreciation. I think that's such a great example, Jane, because it can be very, very simple, but yet have such a great impact. And then another way to show uh, somebody's appreciation and the value that they create is by telling them the impact that they're having. So, so often when we look at, you know, organizations' values and so forth and making sure that there's alignment and, and really people are living the values of that of the company, is a great way of doing that is by taking the time by connecting and recognizing individuals who are bringing those values to life and the impact that they're having. Because a great way of doing that, of ensuring that those behaviors are gonna be there in the future is by taking the time to let people know that you appreciate them and the impact that they're having by them doing so. Yeah, and I used to work with a police officer who was fantastic at this. He would carry around little cards and each time he saw something that he felt was was really worth recognising, he would write a little card and then he would leave it with them. And those words of affirmation were incredibly powerful, not least because he was the person you would probably least expect to carry around thank you cards in his bag. But anyway, maybe we should explore the second language. You bet. The second language of appreciation is quality of time. What exactly does that mean, Jane? So quality time is all about giving people bursts of time when they're least expecting it very often. Giving people the gift of time. Most of us complain that we just don't have enough time anymore. And so when somebody gifts it to us in the sense of saying, hey, let's go for a coffee or let's have a chat by the coffee machine when we bump into each other filling our cups or, hey, should we grab some lunch together? Those unplanned, unscheduled little gifts of time, particularly if they're uninterrupted by phones and devices, mean so much. And what they say is, you matter to me and I appreciate you and and I enjoy your company. So therefore, I'm going to create a little moment for us to spend together. Oh, what a great phrase, a gift of time. So I guess the secret to this is that it shouldn't feel like a meeting. 
you are very right there. It should not feel like a meeting. It should feel a lot more impromptu than that. Even though for some of us, we have to kind of plan it behind the scenes, you know, plan some of that time where we can do the impromptu, but we don't want it to feel like that for the other person. Yeah, I think the impact of having it just seem random and unexpected is kind of the magic of it. But I guess also, too, is that when you're connecting with that person, the quality piece needs to be there. And so you want to make sure it's uninterrupted quality time about the individual that you're meeting with, as opposed to being a thousand distractions. You might be physically there, but you're not really committed to that that individual at that moment. Absolutely right. Yes, great point. All right, let's move on to the third language of appreciation. One of my favorites is on receiving gifts. Yeah, gifts of appreciation. Now I know that that's one of your favorites. I shall be reinstating my present cupboard. So when I worked for a big corporate, and I won't name it because otherwise people might realize that it was all planned, I had a present cupboard. And whenever I saw things for people or stakeholders or for my team that I thought that would would appeal to them, that would resonate, that would make them smile. I would buy those things there and then and pop them in my present cupboard. And when I wanted to appreciate somebody, I therefore had something a little bit more meaningful than a box of chocolates to be able to give them to say, hey, thank you, that really made a difference because, or just, I know you're having a tough week. Thank you for making sure that you you didn't give up and that you kept going. So gifts that mean something to people, great. Even then, though, just a gift of a cup of coffee every now and then can be just as meaningful for somebody. Well, I definitely think you need to put the present cupboard under lock and key now that we know that if you have one, Jane. (laughs) (laughs) But that actually reminds me of a story of one of my colleagues that I used to work with had this affinity for Cadbury Easter cream eggs. And I'm not sure if it's the same as in the UK as is in Canada, but you can only get these magical eggs around Easter time. So what I made sure I would do is when Easter rolled around, I would stock up on these Cadbury Easter cream eggs and then randomly throughout the year as a a part of a recognition and and celebration for Lindsay doing such a great job, I would surprise her with one of these Easter cream eggs. And you would think that, you know, the value of this thing was millions because the reaction I would get at every time, particularly the further away from Easter it was, the you know, it created such joy and excitement because it meant something to her. These were things that are, again, hard to come by, especially, you know, well after Easter, but it had such an impact because it was one of her favorites. And so I made sure that to do it at different times and not every time so that there was still meaning behind it. uh, But it was something that really did resonate with her and didn't cost me very much. Yeah. And it's a way a little bit sad that now in the UK, you can get them all year round. But, you know, We still only ever have them at Easter in our house. Now let's go on to the fourth language of appreciation, which is acts of service. Take us through that one, Jane. I'd love to take us through that one. Acts of service is all around doing things for others, but but not in a way that are the, the sort of collaborative and cooperative things that we should be doing on a regular basis as colleagues. So these are kind of the above and beyond pieces that really make a difference to people. They're a bit more impromptu. They're the kind of acts of kindness. And I had this happen to me the other day, so it feels really current. And even as I think about it, and you might be able to hear me smiling in my voice, it, it, it has a really positive impact on me, where 
I've been doing a walk and talk coaching session with one of my favorite clients and we got back and we were standing by the car just kind of finishing off a conversation and he suddenly said to me Jane your number plate is probably illegal and I said oh is it and he said yeah look at the state of it we uh we want to make sure that you don't get home with any problems so without any more thought he went to his car reached for some wipes and as we were talking there he was wiping my number plate and to him, it wasn't a huge thing. But to me, that that language of appreciation through an act of kindness was a hugely impactful thing. That act of service manifested in terms of kindness. And it's something I remembered and fueled me for the day, in fact, for the week, because he didn't need to do that, but he did do that. And so those little things we can do for people each day, each week, and make it a real variety of people so that we're not always appreciating the same, same person. Um, They're hugely impactful. What's great about this too is that it can be really applied to anything because the acts of kindness come in all shapes and forms. And so I think to your point is mixing it up and it's not something that you expect to be given back, right? So it is around how do I create in that moment, that appreciation, that kindness, and it helps to build potentially goodwill for the future, but it's just, it's in that moment and it can come up at various times uh, unexpectedly. And, but the impact, I mean, we're still talking about this and this is, you know, the him wiping your, your number plates a, a while ago, but it just, it resonates. And so I think you can't underestimate those little, little moments of how far they go. Yeah. And just, you know, it could be inputting to a presentation. It could be asking, do you want a sounding board? It could be just delivering a cup of coffee on someone's desk when they weren't expecting it or picking their jacket up and hanging it up in the wardrobe rather than just telling them their jacket's fallen on the floor. These little moments, acts of service are really important. All right. Shall we look at our fifth language of appreciation? Yes. uh, Which is physical touch. And I always giggle at this one because it can, if it's misinterpreted, it could get people into hot water. So maybe explain what we actually are talking about when we say physical touch, Jane. There's a big word here, which is it needs to be appropriate physical touch. Now, this can be different things to different people. So depending on how well you know someone, you would decide on whether this is metaphorical or whether it is tangible. I loved coming out of the, the lockdown period of the pandemic because I couldn't wait just to get back in a room with people and give people I knew well a hug, both personally, but also professionally. And and I know those that I can hug personally and professionally and those that really would rather I didn't invade their space. But when I do, it makes a big difference. And similarly, you know, shaking a hand in many cultures is a an act of physical touch that again says, I appreciate you, I respect you, you matter. It could be eye contact, giving people eye contact, maintaining eye contact with people has a tremendous impact again on saying, I appreciate you, I I matter. You know, I do that whenever I go to a coffee barista, I try and look them in the eyes when I'm talking to them. And I look at how many people just don't bother and just what a difference it makes in their reaction to me. So that physical touch, that, that squeeze every now and then on the elbow that our brilliant colleague Steve Williams, Olympic rower talks about that made such a difference to him. You know, that was all about when his coach could see he was perhaps struggling, he'd just give him a little squeeze on the arm to to signify that he was with him. He was there. And similarly, when they were in their boats and they were looking not at the faces of one another, but at the back of each other's heads, they would every now and then just give a quick squeeze of the other's foot just to say, I'm here. I'm with you. I appreciate you. 
That's a great example. And uh, I was in a session, it reminds me of with one of our, our clients and it was a breakout session where the team members didn't actually know one another, but one team member, and it was very, very natural to them, um, was very much encouraging others when they would get an answer, right? Particularly if they were struggling with something and then finally you know, came up with the solution, he would high five them. And some people would be kind of taken back by, oh my, someone's raising up their hands, not used to it. But with him, it was so genuine. It was so natural that people got into it. And you could see that the group got energized by him kind of physically high-fiving people, encouraging them to kind of keep going, that it just, it changed the dynamics of the group. And I would say for that particular group, they were probably one of the, the higher performing ones uh, because they had this connection that it was all, I would say, generated or started with the one individual just physically kind of touching, you know, with the high fives very appropriately, but it just created a different level of energy for that group. Yeah, greatly contagious. I remember exactly that moment and just what an impact it had on the mood as well of others. So listen, you and I could talk about this all day, but let's just remind people of those five languages of appreciation and just get people to think about how they might be able to use them themselves. So the five tie are... Words of affirmation. Second one is quality of time. Third one is receiving gifts. Fourth is acts of service. And the fifth one is physically touch. And if you want to know whether you've been listening, I wonder if you can remember which was Ty's favorite. I can, thankfully. So lots of lots there for you to think about and, and in your world, how you might apply that with your colleagues, your people, your stakeholders and in your wider life. But the key here really is to think about how can you use different languages of appreciation with different people appropriately and do it without expecting anything back. I worked with one leader on one of our leadership programs who said to us, but I do all of this all of the time and I get nothing back from my team. And my great other colleague said, Think of it a little bit like houseplants. You need to water and nurture your houseplants, but they don't necessarily say thank you directly. But if you don't water them, if you don't nurture them, they will wither and die. So with appreciation, do it because it know it fuels you and indirectly it has a huge impact. But don't expect people to tell you about that impact or to thank you in return. Our colleague Pam uh, often says, practice makes permanent. So when it comes to uh, practicing appreciation, it is really around going out and just trying different things and, and knowing what works for you, knowing what works for your team. One interesting stat that I would like to leave people with before we go though, is from Gallup, who cited that if companies doubled the number of employees they recognize every week, that it would have a 24% improvement in work quality and up to a 27% reduction in absenteeism. I mean, those are huge, huge stats. And so if you think of it, the acts of appreciation can be quite simple. They can be very impactful and they can drive tremendous amount of impact within the business for, or business results. So there's only upside I see by giving kind of different language or different appreciations and that means, therefore, I totally agree with you, Ty, that let's put it and make it permanent. Let's make it a practice. And if for you it's not natural, put a note in your diary each week. Pop a post-it in your journal that says, who am I appreciating this week and why? And don't forget to tell people why. 
Ty, it's been great having you. I hope we can do another one of these again soon. But meantime, we'll leave you there and allow you to go and put practice into permanence. Thank you, Jane. I appreciate being here and I appreciate you. So thank you so, so much. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening. Continue the journey at www.theculturebuilders.com. Thank you.